0: Oh hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Caitlin. For those who don't know, my name is Caitlin Kobrak and this podcast is a chance for me to have a chat with you about things I care about. Um, So... In the last episode, I was talking around mental well-being and social media in the current climate of lockdown 3.0. The first episode was very much a, why are you doing this? And today, I'm going to talk about, is there value in building a personal brand? Now, this is a topic that I have a lot of feelings about. Some of them may differ to yours. Um, I should give some context. Uh, I'm talking about building a personal brand from an events standpoint. Uh, it's probably geared more towards those who are in the early stages of their career. So either if you are currently um, a student studying events, maybe a recent grad, or you're in the first few years. Um I would try and give like an example of what a personal brand is, but we may touch upon that in it. But if you listen to the first episode, I kind of gave a breakdown of my career path into the events industry. Um and when I had my blog and was in my final year of uni, so we're looking at about 2014, um, I embarked on creating a a brand or something similar to that I suppose I don't think I ever called it personal brand but I did talk about personal branding and actually in the past um I maybe have said some stuff that I disagree with now looking at this kind of six years on um but it I I kind of went about this because I was doing it for something to kind of help me stand out from the crowd um and I did this because people kind of said I should uh I had just won um an award for the blog and it felt like the right thing to do um like the natural next step I mean if you think about when I started blogging it was kind of still very much the early stages of of people doing that influencing around 2010 to 2014 it was kind of at quite a pinnacle moment it was a thing that everyone seemed to do um and I just kind of did it because other people were um however it was very time-consuming um my main goal at university and remember this blog well remember if you listen to the last one um the point of the blog uh, was to help those starting out studying events management um so there wasn't I wasn't aiming for anything bigger my goal was just to get a job in the industry I wanted to start working um and so, having this personal brand, it was un. When I started working and when I landed my job at the agency I work at, it was unmanageable doing this other thing um, because at the time, and the objective for me was always to focus on where I was working and building my career and my skills at this company. And it wasn't having a personal brand, and you can't see me with the little, um, what they called when you something in italics not in italics you know what i mean like um anyway it wasn't having a brand that got me the job it was the things i was doing that helped me stand out so because i had been writing a regular blog i had these i had skills in you know in copywriting things like that i had been utilizing social media um and they were all things that helped me land you know my first job um And I did get opportunities from having more of a brand, right? There were things where I could go. I think I did a couple of like speaking stuff. I did uh, like a a collab, a collab, wasn't it? A partnership on the blog where I went to a place called School of Walk, which I think still exists in like um, Covent Garden area in London, um, where I got to go along and have a free cooking class if I wrote about it. But like these things did not match with a working full time, but also in what my objective had been, which was... I went to university to kind of learn stuff and then i was coming out and i wanted i wanted a job that was my objective and aim so none of this additional things that were coming in matched but also they didn't work with me being in an entry-level position and i think had i not made the decision to stop I think work would have asked me to have made a choice. I needed to commit to something. I had to show that I was committed to work and doing things like there's a difference between, I suppose, having slight and I hate I do kind of hate the term side hustle. But there's a difference between doing things outside of work. But the problem is a lot of these opportunities would be in the week or, you know, times to post would be in the week or when you're at work. And it just didn't merge for me. Now. You can probably tell where I'm going to go with, is there value in a personal brand? I think if you're wanting to become an influencer or an industry expert, then I can see why a personal brand is useful. But with any strategy and with any marketing strategy, you need to think about what is manageable and what has longev- longev- long longevity. I can't even say the word. long. Oh my God, it hurts my brain. Longev- long it's what's manageable and you can commit to for the long term that word is not going to come in i'll remember it and i'll have to say it um if you start something for a few months and then you let it disappear it never looks good i've seen so many people in, in so many years commit to something you know like with blogs and stuff like that and then it's just not manageable it doesn't fit the lifestyle they're leading it isn't part of their objectives and, and therefore you're going to let it fall and fundamentally it looks worse would be my point and personally you can build expertise right and networking extremely successful in this industry without a fancy brand I think if you were to look at who is successful aka freelancers who are really in demand uh, managing directors, creative directors marketeers in the event space, in advertising space not a lot of them have a brand and it's typically those who are looking to be speakers or have a consultancy or are uh, setting up a business element that push the, you know, having a personal brand. And that is great and it is amazing. But my point here is that you don't need a curated social media presence to get a job or succeed in the events industry. Now, if you do look at my social accounts um, at Cobrack for anyone who's interested... Uh, you may think that I'm being a little bit hypocritical here because um, I have taken some branded elements and applied them to, you know, my Instagram and, and website. Um, but I would argue that I don't have a brand per se I understand the notion um, of consistency uh, I work in marketing so I get you know what strategies you need to build and I do apply elements to help me with certain things um, for example uh, I have um, my picture across all social minus LinkedIn is the same it's also what's on my website some class it as a logo it's just a picture of my face um, you know I have consistency in colours I've started kind of playing around with the colour yellow but that's partly because I like it I have to create a website um and so i've just kind of started applying that to things and yes occasionally i have a curated piece of content mixed in between everything um that i do but i'm not posting uh on a regular basis i am not providing inspirational quotes I have not looked at what content is going to succeed well because my social channels are my social channels it's where I talk about just like this podcast things I'm interested in and it It differs widely from work-based things, so social marketing, uh, from the events industry, to I have an absolute obsession with like dogs and animals, and my God, is Twitter uh, a fantastic place to reshare stuff like that? Like, they're places for me to go. They're what social media is there for, and they're my spaces. And I completely advocate... The idea of um, and I have done for years by the way I am a huge advocate of if you are starting out you be vocal and be active online share your expertise and your interest in things but I, I don't agree and I hate seeing it having a professional account and then a personal account uh, to do that right and the reason for this is because the events industry is a people's industry you spend intense periods of times with colleagues and peers on site and yes this industry can can be perceived as quite big and there's there's a you know there's a huge number of people who work in the industry but it is relatively small networking is is you know people know everyone there's not that many events that you know it's it's a you're going to meet people and they're going to know other people and The connections you build are so important, and word of mouth is massive, especially if you enter the kind of freelance space where people and people, you know, come to you all the time. They'll be like, Oh, I need someone for this. Do you know anyone? It's massive. And the thing is, for me, social is an extension of being able to connect with people. So I love seeing people's lives, I love seeing their dogs and their families and what people are up to um a lot of people i work with slash have worked with in the past are massively into cycling i couldn't give two shits about cycling but i love seeing what people are doing uh the charity event like if people are doing like um charity runs um like i just like seeing what people are interested in And I know that people are more likely to have a chat with me when I post about a walk or some botched DIY attempted and shared an Instagram story. It's like that's where people drop in and have comments and, you know, you catch up on stuff. It isn't when I post curated pieces about my career journey or things that I think are going to be value because that's not what people connected with me for. It's also not what I want to be delivering. I just like posting stuff that i find interesting and i think unless you are actively trying to build a business or market yourself as a potential keynote speaker or industry heavyweight or you even just want to gain an understanding of like social media marketing strategy don't fall into the trap of taking on more than you can handle and at the moment from what i'm seeing, personal brand or personal branding is really being pushed as a way to stand out in the industry. The elements of what people are saying are super important and valuable. So sharing your expertise, uh, being active online, amazing. But you don't need to do what other people are doing just because it's maybe successful for them. I have... In the last 10 months, I have seen so many um, accounts where it's similar things being shared. I mean, and Instagram is probably the place that a lot of this is happening, but it's, you know, the really, really curated feeds. Um, it's the inspirational quotes, which in all honesty, and in the last podcast, when um, in the last episode, I talked about muting a lot of accounts. Most of these I've had to mute because it wasn't interesting. It wasn't, I go on social to see what people are up to and I was just being inundated with tips like here's three things you should do whilst in lockdown to be productive and I was like this is not helpful or what I want and you can still you can still create these sorts of stuff if that's what you want to be talking about you can still do it but you don't need to push this the curated side down you don't need to build a a brand for yourself to still be active and vocal um you can just share what you want when you want it will still have value and i think i with this podcast i've i shared a post the other day that was about i mean i mentioned this right but it was a picture uh it was a more of a kind of to the end of the um copy about the fact that I was doing this thing. I'm not I'm not pushing this down anyone's throat. I'm I'm not planning on making this a big deal because for me this is a chance to have it, it's I'm not doing this for anyone's benefit other than myself. Um I found that not talking about stuff was making me frustrated. And fundamentally, as long as I'm getting it out there and I'm sharing my things, that's enough for what I'm aiming for. I don't need Any additional recognition from this? Now I'm not. I'm not stupid. Uh, Again, if you go on my website, you can see it. Because, and if you click the links from my social, if you decided to uh, go on that page, then you would also find a link to it. But I'm not actively looking to build this as a thing. It's a. It's. It's a personal project for my own. Goals And there's a reason why I think this is just an important aspect to share is, is I, I know so many amazing people in this industry who are gaining opportunities such as writing stuff or um, speaking at events, again, based on their abilities and um, their work, as opposed to being someone big or like a i don't i don't think i mean like someone big but this idea of because they're they're an influencer they're not and i i i think there are amazing amazing individuals uh, in our industry who are building a space where potentially um the events industry is going to have traditional, traditional, (laughs) they've not been around long enough to be traditional, but have influencing as part of it. And I think if that's an area that you want to go to, great. But I would say that you have to find a balance that will work for when you're starting in a job because it's really difficult to maintain a full-time job and a side... a side hustle that's also full-time and and having a brand becomes that and it should be that you know you have to utilize the strategies and and uh, and steps that work and it is a full time that's why you have people like me as social media managers as um you know digital producers um working in that space because it's a full-time job to maintain it um and that's why I kind of face this question of what's the value? What are you looking to get? Because if you're aiming to get a job in the industry, you can be vocal, you can be active online, but you don't need this this big, uh, you know, certain brand colours, logos. You know, the content buckets, you don't need to be posting every single day. I mean, consistency helps for sure. Like, but think about it. And, I, and I've and i seen people talk about this before. Find your, your space, your channel, you don't need to do everything. But like, if you like using Instagram, because you like chatting to your friends and showing pictures of, you know, what you've not been able to do this past year because of COVID. Ooh, um use that like if you've got dogs and you like sharing stuff and just keep doing that you can still connect with people who work in the events industry and you can comment on those posts and you can engage in that way but you don't need to they don't need to come to your account and see that you've been sharing about all the events that you've done in the past or that you're creating. um you know uh content that is uh, informative they don't need to see that unless you want to be doing that in which case fine um you can You could use LinkedIn as a plan. And I completely think this. If you want to be vocal and active online, LinkedIn is an exceptionally good place to be. If you want to be sharing your expertise and your knowledge or equally, if you want to just engage with people who are doing that, if you go on, if you spent time on LinkedIn, commenting on others, posts, looking at, you know, people who work in companies that you're interested in, uh, connecting with them and then engaging in the actual feed on linkedin i think you will build yourself up to a point where your networking online is exponentially ahead of others it doesn't you don't then you don't need to always be curate and creating or curating but creating your own content to be successful in this space it's not the only way to get about doing this and actually i think the most successful people in the industry and again success is is completely um independent you you may view success as money um i view success as people being happy and building uh building to a position that they that they're getting the most out of it and i i the biggest thing I think I learned when I started working at an agency and working on events that are annual is getting to work with people year after year from a freelance basis. These people are so busy because they're exceptionally good at their job. But there's also this amazing... um support group and friendship that's built from that and that's really i mean we'd say it every time i think anyone if you're studying or you've studied in the past the events industry when we talk about it being a people's industry unfortunately a lot of positions are not advertised because we have to rely on people so heavily when it comes to on-site work that you will go back to the same people again and again and word of mouth as your kind of um your your navigating tool is huge it is massive the amount of even in you know the six years i professionally been working in this industry since i graduated the amount of people that will say okay oh, then do you know anyone for this role they're not actively putting it up on job websites they're asking their network because it it saves so much time and often it's how you find brilliant brilliant event professionals and that's not to say that you know no one who's not mentioned isn't brilliant but it's just how this how unfortunately the industry kind of navigates employment now that might change in this coming year because of everything that's happened with covid but my main point here and really the only thing i'm saying is having a personal brand can be valuable if if you're doing it for a very particular particular reason however You do not need to commit to something as intense as creating a brand to succeed. So take what you will with this. I think this has definitely been the longest of mine so far. As I said, I'm very passionate about this topic. You may not agree with everything I've said, but again, this is a conversation. So please do come back to me with what you think um let's have a chat uh you can find me (laughs) at blog by cobrack on instagram and twitter um or you can visit my website cobrack.co.uk and i shall see you guys next time okay bye